where that happened. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Thank you for joining us, JC, and everybody out there for this New Year's Day. Whoop, whoop. I didn't know how many we would get coming into the chat room today live with us. I was sure many would watch us later because, you know, we, we have a lot of people who watch us after the live show. Mm-hmm. And uh, those numbers are growing, growing, growing. And that's thanks to you guys. Thank you so very much. Our radio broadcast, JC, I don't know if you're aware of this, has grown this last year by 999%. Is that very amazing? Good. good job. I think that's great job. So if you guys are listening to us on your mobile favorite apps, podcaster, your favorite podcaster, we say, can't see me saluting you, but we salute you when we say thank you very much. Thank you to everyone who's joining us here today. And thank you for 2020. The in in, in 2021. What did you say? Did I said you thank you. End of 2020. Yes. Praise God. Yes. And I thank you for 2020. Because of you, we were able to get a lot of information out there, a lot of education out there. A lot of great things, yo, in spite of the pandemic, we were able to reach lots and lots of people. I mean, we just came back from Oregon where we taught over 600 people in two days and uh, lighting the fires, as uh, Abigail Adams says, we lit the flame of liberty and now we watch as they spread from soul to soul. Yeah, 600 active patriots active um, not just you know we're we're not talking about people who are just socializing putting into practice the principles that we talk about on the show every day yes uh, so really really good because it's always sort of um i don't even know the word for it but get you know when you people are like oh i hear what you guys talk about it's just theory i i don't know how to respond to that but we're (laughs) travel we travel we're traveling Seriously, nonstop guys. and connecting to people on the yes. ground who are doing amazing things and actually, you know, a- actively putting this stuff into practice that we talk about. They're um, in, and they're and, in, and so that that group mm-hmm. was very encouraging. They're in uh, Sisters, Oregon. They actually have a a revival of the Minutemen. Not just not Minutemen in in the you know militia sense, but Minutemen in the defense sense. So if you're a business in the Sisters Oregon area, uh, there is a group out there that will help you keep your business open, and they will be there in a minute if the government is there to harass you. Yeah, they've been. Uh, and BJ is just helping amazing. each other and um, organizing, which you know that's that's one of the key things that you talk about when we talk to the groups. You mm-hmm. know. Um, we hear people say, you know, hey, we've been fighting this for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. And it's a lot of examples of individuals. And we certainly have, but so many of the examples are individuals yeah. fighting by themselves. And the one thing we've been, we've missed for so long is, um, is a group organization of people standing together as right. one. It was just, right. it was interesting. Uh, Pastor Eric was just talking about the lawsuit that you guys work with yes. here in Hillsborough and all the businesses got yes. on the lawsuit but then when it was time you know when it yeah. came down to the end right he was the he was the lone right. business person standing up 
Right. So as we've said for many, many years and months, we need a revival of courage. Right. In America. That's one of the big ingredients that's missing. But so it's nice to see such a courageous crowd like the one we saw in Oregon and all the businesses joining together, the, uh, you know, Patriot style chamber of commerce there. There. Yeah. uh, Standing right. And some other there, there are, here's the thing. There are other things that we run into, you know, sort of the on the ground efforts. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we can't talk about them yeah, because of the strategic and tactical nature. Right. That if you, if you start shining the light on Mm -hmm. it, uh, there'll be an attack and undermining of it. So we have to be careful because there are a lot of things being built on the ground. Yeah. Um, contingency wise and, you know, strategic, strategic sort of things. Absolutely. Hey, so. n- uh, Nate Bama, uh, go Gators as we hang our heads. A little go bit SEC, there. go SEC. SEC. Hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> we are Gators, live where the Gators embarrassed themselves. Yes. <laughs> um, I, the embarrassing part was just all the, all the players that, didn't play oh it's just a bowl game and they yeah bail. I, I just i get i get tired of that happening the you last know because it's all about years. money now and now these now yeah. the the college players are now semi-professionals yeah and i get and, it i get it yeah. you know protect your your business and financial interest yeah, and whatever. Right. but it's sad it's sad for the fans but that's the death nate, of the sport nate Najee harris oh my god that freaking <laughs> hurdle over a 6-2 linebacker like what in the world <laughs> I fell out of my chair, man. I'll attest to that. I heard Roll him in time. the other room. David Askin, a- David Atkins asked JC, can a citizen sue their governor and state for lost wages due to the shutdown? You know, that's a really good question. Uh, the first answer to that question is yes, a citizen can sue their governor in their state. Yeah. Uh, these shutdowns are completely and totally unconstitutional. So you better hit this and, quick because uh, I got to get back to the yeah, Alabama yeah, game, yeah, which yeah, I have yeah. on pause right now. So you keep interrupting my answering of Sorry. this question. He gave us a super chat, Do a it. grant super chat. Do it fast. Yeah. So <laughs> you should have hit pause, my friend, because you can hit pause. I did. This is the modern day. Oh, look yeah. at these fake news coming from JC because he whatever. So you can sue your governor in your state. Uh, I would like to to think about the whole crafting of the lost wages thing because it is a taking of your property without due process. Yeah. And uh, the Constitution, depending on what state you live in now, I don't know which state you live in. Did did he tell me, David? David didn't tell me what state he lives in. Uh, depending on what state you live in, there are specific aspects of your constitution that make it very clear that the government cannot take your property without just compensation. Mm-hmm. Many of the state constitutions, JC, say that that compensation has to be prior to the taking. So the fact that the that the compensation oh, did not happen prior to the taking means that when you sue to get it back, you would get interest on on the money that you should have gotten the moment they took your wages which would be compounding now if you're still not working right yeah yeah why are we so blue on the screen today jc i <laughs> just find that a little bit distracting thank you lynn for that little bit of encouragement today uh david i am i have looked at the ohio constitution i'm prepared to teach on the ohio constitution but i don't recall it right off the top of my head so I wanted to, JC Witch really and I just wanted to pop on today, give you guys a, a hello, a what's up, a sort of maybe preview for what's coming in 2021. Monday is going to be a really big episode. So I wanted to 
make sure that you guys are get like a little preview of what's going on. Uh, please hit that thumbs up and share, share, share to help us overcome the algorithm AI censorship that we're always trying to overcome. Uh, they hate us and we hit this little thing. I, you know, I watch these things really closely. We had this like pocket JC where all of a sudden maybe their AI was offline. Maybe when those solar things went through, maybe when Google crashed for that long while and then AT&T was had their towers disconnected or whatever. We had this like bubble of where all of the sudden uh, we weren't getting censored. Yeah, so and ma major, I was like, "Woo, yeah, what is going on?" Some major man. consequences to that explosion at the AT and T facility. Yeah, for sure. Seriously, yeah. seriously, there were actually pockets all over, not just that area, but all over the country that went down. As I as I put this up here to share us on uh, what is this this thing here? What is that called again? Twitch. Twitch. Okay, Twitch. I was gonna say Twitcher, but that's like a combination of two different things. Uh, Twitch has this thing. That if we get enough people to like us, enough people to watch the shows live, and then a certain number of people who watch them on replay, they give us little boosts of, of you know, help, right? You're getting popular, so we're going to help you be more popular because you help us. Uh, by being popular. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to put it out there. If you have a Twitch account, I'm going to ask you to please go and uh, like and all that like and all that and get us off the and get us going. Let me show you JC. Now, JC and I were driving to um, uh, back to the airport in Oregon and we were watching the Georgia hearings. Now, I have gone through and time stamped a bunch of that Georgia hearing to play to you on Monday so you can just see how crazy this uh, hearing actually was. And I will tell you, as a former prosecutor, I have no reservation or mental hesitation, no mental reservation or hesitation to say this very clearly. It was established in that hearing beyond a reasonable doubt of not only fraud, but criminal activity. Uh, and I'm saying this seriously, because for me as a lawyer to say something like that could mean that somebody would come after my license or something like that. But I am confident in saying that. So what I want to do. Secretary of State should be in jail. Uh, of what? Okay. Well, let me, let me just, here's what I want to do. I'm going to share this, this, testimony for you this was this was amazing this is actually a few minutes of testimony um and so but i do want you to watch this woman testify because some of the things that she says or all everything that she says is just absolutely crazy oh sorry that's the wrong one i have two of them up there and so this is the one that I want. There we go. Yeah, that's the one that I want. Which one is this? This one. There we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. You want to fix that for me? Uh, do what you want to do. I don't know what you're trying to do there. No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to hit play. Make sure our... All our sound is up there, and here we go. 
In the first election, November 3rd, I was working at the polling station. A gentleman walked in the door and he said, he held up his Florida driver's license and said, I'm from Florida, can I vote? And the polling manager walked over to him and goes, of course, come with me. He took him to the table. We had a provisional ballot to fill out. Fortunately, at that time, we were not busy, and I was able to go over and have a conversation with her, and I was asking her, how can you let this gentleman vote? And she's ignoring me that time. And I came back up to her, and I kept on saying, I said, how can you prove he's not ready to vote in Florida? How do you not know he's going to vote there and here? So after several times of questioning, she finally looked at him and said, you can't vote and make him leave. After he left, a little bit later on, I had a gentleman come in the door, and he seemed to know several of the other poll workers because he was chatting it up with him, and he talked about his truck driver, and we just said how much we appreciate truck drivers now. Well, he gave me his driver's license, and I scanned his, uh, the barcode on the back, and I couldn't find him. So I, then I manually entered him. I couldn't find him. He was not registered to vote. So the manager took him outside and was calling downtown on the phone. 20 minutes later, she walks back in the door. She hands me his driver's license. I scanned it in. He's suddenly registered to vote and is allowed to vote. Now she's got the woman that she's talking to on downtown on the speakerphone, and she goes, hey, such and such says she needs a big Christmas present. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll get you a flat screen TV. Then following up, after that, I had a woman walk in the door. She handed me her driver's license. Once again, I put it on the polling pad, scanned the barcode. It showed that she had already received an absentee ballot. She goes, oh, yes, I got two of them, and I sent them both back. I was coming to see if I could vote a third time. I poured this to the manager as well. That woman hung around for a while because her family was still voting. Now, just so you know, I did call the Secretary of State's office and report all this. I did not hear back from them. still have not heard back from them. But when I did apply to work at the next election for the DA race, I received a phone call from the woman who hired me the first time and says, I understand you filed a complaint against us. So I did call back to the Secretary of State's office because I assumed that they didn't know that somebody in their office was telling on people that was reporting this to the Secretary of State's. I have still not heard back from anybody. Now, I will say the two ladies that I spoke to were very concerned about that. They were very professional about it. Um, I also worked at closing the polls. We pulled all the ballots out. We closed them in a little green suitcase type box and put a seal and a lock on it. I also worked as a monitor for the manual recount and the machine recount. My concern immediately when I saw those boxes on the tables full of ballots, they're just ripping the tabs off. Now, you guys, when they put the locks on there, they record the number on the lock on a piece of paper. There is a paperwork trail for this, but nobody's looking at it. They're just ripping off the tabs and throwing them away. There's also a receipt that the scanning machine prints off to tell you the total of ballots in the machine that night that's supposed to be with the ballots. None of those were present when I was what little bit I could see. I could not see anything. So I was concerned about that. But then I'm standing in the middle of the room, not allowed to get close, but some of the ladies had an issue at a table. There were 12 ballots short. And I said, do you want me to get somebody for you? And I, they said, yes. So I had to walk to the doorway back room and yell back there and say, they need somebody out here at this table. So they came back and they said, well, we're short 12 ballots. So the woman that came out the back then leaves the room and returns with 12 ballots and hands them 12 ballots that were not in the case when it was originally opened. So that's just, JC, a taste of the kind of things that we're going to see on Monday because I've gone through, it's a five-hour hearing, and I've gone through and time-stamped, and I'm going to build a video so we don't have to keep jumping all over the place mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm going to build a video for us that makes it easier to go because, uh, frankly, the, the, the mainstream media, this is like this never happened in mainstream media.
Mm -hmm. And nobody's even talking about this. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was even there to testify. And this should have been a big deal. I mean, seriously, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. I mean, seriously, JC, when we filed that lawsuit against Hillsborough County, Florida for the masks, Mm -hmm. Right. Just our little lawsuit, one business, no well-known attorneys, no statewide investigation. Fox and CNN and on the, they all had media there covering that little press conference that we had outside Hillsborough County, Florida. Yeah. And then and crickets on this. It is absolutely stunning to me that um, that this kind of stuff is going on. And uh, we have absolutely no one uh, exposing this. And yet, if you talk about it, you still get the fact checkers, right? The fact checkers that tell you that you're lying. As a matter of fact, there's uh, one. I'm excited about doing this for you guys to show this to you, because I know by I posted this on social media and you got and everybody was, where do we find this? How do we hear this? Well, we're going to bring this to you on Monday. It's going to be crazy. The guy. This is what JC and I were talking about this in the car. We're like, no way, no way. The guy that invented the barcode, the guy who invented barcodes is there to testify. And his testify, his testimony is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Now, uh, this is going to be a short show, guys. So uh, I wanted to say thank you. But there's one more thing that I need to tell you about because there's an action that we have to get involved in. Uh, whether you are in New York, whether you have family members in New York, whether you just simply are on social media, you know no one in New York. We have got to get together and we have got to sound the alarm regarding this piece of legislation trying to be pushed through. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is this goes on vo for vote on January 6th, which is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get at least the word out so that everybody can get ready to start. I mean, you can even do it over the weekend, sending emails, flood the phone lines of the assemblymen and the senators in New York. Now, um, I am going to be posting an article at chrisannhall.com about this piece of legislation. And I'll just read you the opening paragraph so you can get where I'm coming from here. On January 6th, New York Assemblymen will be asked to vote on a bill that will authorize the governor and health officials to seize custody of New Yorkers and force vaccinate them, imprison them without due process. This bill is not only a threat to the Constitution of New York, the people of New York, but also everyone in America. If you consider uh, the way certain legislation can spread throughout America in the age of any crisis, we must stay vigilant and ever watchful, not only of our own legislation, but those that impact our fellow states. Now, you guys know we have Liberty First Legal now, which is our nonprofit legal organization. And we were able to get right on this yet uh, two days ago, actually, when we got notice of it. And I drafted a sample email phone script for your New York friends, family members, friends on social media, friends 
to start bombarding their assemblymen and their senators with this. And I'm going to publish that in the email uh, in I'm sorry, in the article. Now, let me just give you a, a few points here. If this article is passed, it removes every New, York, New Yorker's right to due process before forcing them into the custody of health officials. They will be then locked away in a state yet to be designated area, and they will not be given a right to trial as required by Article 1, Section 1, and Article 6, Section 18A of the New York Constitution. They will not have a right to an attorney. They will not even have a right to a hearing. As a matter of fact, there is no right to a hearing. The only way you get a hearing is while you're locked away in this yet-to-be-determined uh, government-created designated facility, you can request to those people a hearing. And once you formally request, you know, from your locked away, nobody knows where you are, cell with no due process, uh, you request your hearing, then they, they shall give you a hearing uh, before the Board of Health within three days. Unless, of course, they've already said that it's time that we don't need to uh, uh, give you a hearing because we've decided that you're infected, then they can have five days. So you are locked away for five solid days before you get a hearing before the very government officials that put you in there. It reduces, arbitrarily reduces the well-established standard of strict scrutiny, which is the legal term for the, for the level of review that has to be given, the burden of proof. Uh, from uh, beyond a reasonable doubt and to clear and convincing evidence. And that is your whether you're locked away, it says in the bill, is left to the sole determination of the governor or his designee, JC, which is the health worker in the county where you live. Some dude, some lady that... By the way, the same people that are going to the businesses threatening to shut them down are the same people under this law that will put will attempt to take you into custody, throw you in a cell and keep you there locked away. It is a bold violation of Article one, Section five and Article one, Section 12 of the New York Constitution, as it potentially deprives every New Yorker of their inherent right to due process before a search and seizure of their property and their body. This is crazy stuff, guys. This is Orwellian. This is completely off the chart. As a matter of fact, JC, I put I put the bill up there and people are like, no way. That's got to be fake news. Somebody made that up. I think you even doubted me when I was telling you about it. You're like, do you have that bill? Yeah. So make sure, <laughs> make sure you know where this comes from. We have the bill. Did you find it on the found it legislature on the, on the, uh, at the um whatever at the site mm -hmm. uh, of the of the new york assembly and yeah yes so it's not, yes this is not some conspiracy theory this is a bill from uh from their site from yeah. the legislative body of the state of new york yes so, so what you're the, seeing the government there is quickly ticking off as i've said before ticking off the list of um means of redress yes so we're coming yes Quickly, quickly, quickly to some of the last measures if they if if they don't stop. Right. And like I said, if we don't stand up together in unity now, 
Uh, we are going to be approaching a day very, very quickly when there are no options for our children, right? We're going to be passing on an America in which the peaceful strat, the peaceful remedies that we have in our hands right now mm-hmm. will not exist for them. And that's not the kind of America that I want to be responsible for passing on. Nope. So let me mention to you, chrisannhall.com. I'm going to be posting up this article along with a sample email, with a sample email and a sample phone script in order to uh, get that uh, to you, get this to your New York friends, get the word out. Because look, JC, am I wrong? When this stuff starts in New York or California or Florida, this is how it spreads everywhere else. Now, let's remind you, New York is the one who tried to uh, who actually passed the stop and frisk. Mm -hmm. And that they actually tried to do that. Now, that didn't spread throughout the United States because it was quickly snuffed. Well, the problem with that is it it appealed to, um, you know, law and order Republicans, law and order conservatives. Mm -hmm. Right. Where you can if you just call somebody a criminal, then it's okay to throw the Constitution out the window. So that that didn't get as much outrage uh, because Republicans supported it. The the whole. Well, if you don't have anything to hide, if you're not breaking the law. Yeah. Why shouldn't be able to stop and frisk somebody? Right. So that's why that. You know, that was like, eh, so what? Who cares? Yeah. Stop and frisk. So New Yorkers had to had to push back on that. So uh, we have, I wanted to remind you guys, as the first day of our new year, we have our non-compliant movie coming out this month. Very, very excited about that. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to play the video for you, but you can go to noncompliantmovie.com where you can stay informed, sign up here on the left side. You can even donate, help us. This is a nonprofit movie and your donations are tax deductible. Uh, This movie, we hope, will help empower the people and people have been receiving this movie with great, great enthusiasm. So let me go ahead and play this for you really quick. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged One person will stand up. 
upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we? There we go. That is our upcoming movie, Non-Compliant. And we're very excited about that. Please share that. Uh, to answer the question that I had up there, where is the article? with the New York email. I, it is not up on my website yet. It will be up by the end of today, but I wanted you guys to have notice of it. If you sign up at the website for notifications, if you are watching my social media, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on Twitter, uh, not Twitter. Sorry. I'm Twitter banned. It's going to be on LinkedIn. It's going to be on parlor. And so I will post the link wherever I am uh, permitted to be alive <laughs> on there. But um, we are very excited about that. Please pray with us for everything to fall into place, for all of these things to come to fruition. We are, you know, God was so great to us in 2020, and we are so grateful for everything that we have uh, all the partnerships that you have done with us and the great things that we have been able to achieve. And I just want to say simply, you know, JC, in spite of how terrible 2020 was, we, we had a good 2020. We had a good, we, we had a great 2020 and we were able to make great things happen. And so um, I want to say thank you to you guys for joining us today. I want you to have a really great weekend. Take some time to hug your family, love on them, tell them how much you love them, and, uh, and, and just be appreciative of the America that we have so we're reminded for the things that we have to fight for. I want to, we'll go out today. Uh, our exit today is going to be, JC, a fireworks display from our church last night for the New Year's because it was such a fantastic fireworks display. I want to share it with you guys. And so, JC, you got any parting words for our friends and family members out there? No, I was thinking I should do a write-up to explain the triangle symbolism there. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm surprised we don't get more questions about that, but Erica asked about why you're supporting a triangle. There's an explanation. but Yes. I'll, I'll type it up and yeah, make it available. That would be great. That would be great. It's not an Illuminati symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Just F FYI. It's not an Illuminati symbol. But it does have meaning. Yeah. It absolutely has meaning. All right, guys. Here we go. I'm going to play this for you. And uh, thank you, guys. And I hope that you have a very, very happy new year. Great, great things to come. God bless. We will see you on Monday. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.
Come on. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. You walk back to the light there. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for joining us for the River Extravaganza tonight. And uh, we can't wait to see you again Sunday morning, the main event. And all of you that have watched on television and staying with us on the internet, we're so glad that you were able to celebrate the new year in with us. We want to know we love you from all of us here at the Bible Ministries International, the River Tampa Bay Church, from Barcelona to myself, and all our pastors here, we want to say we love you. Happy, happy new year. God bless you. Bye-bye.